check. On this episode, we interview the CEO of Aspen RX Health, a company that's created a new platform that allows pharmacists to provide clinical services like MTM from the comfort of their own home. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to RX Radio. Uh, I have been on a brief hiatus because I have a seven-week-old uh, causing ruckus in my household. So I uh, hope everyone had an opportunity to go through past episodes and, and kind of binge and uh, get up to speed. And um, today's episode I'm really excited about because um, it's someone that I really have a genuine respect for in our uh, in our community, especially in pharmacy and just, um, just in general. Uh, CEO of Aspen RX Health, David Medvedev. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. It's my pleasure. So I've talked a lot about kind of the changing roles of the pharmacist on this podcast. And um, Aspen is just one of those companies that I think is pivotal in that in that shift. And um, I'm really excited to kind of dive into that and dive into the genesis of the company and kind of get as much info as we can about what it's all about. Uh, but before we do that, can you just maybe give us a little bit of uh, an intro to yourself and um, the genesis of Aspen RX Health and how it came to be? Sure, be glad to. Um, so thanks for having me again. Um, I'm a pharmacist by training. I spent uh, virtually all of my career at the intersection of healthcare and technology. And the vast majority of that time really focused on the role of the pharmacist and empowering that pharmacist to deliver better patient care. Um, so where did Aspen come from and the idea around Aspen RX Health uh, really came from two different areas. One was recognizing the deep passion and commitment that pharmacists have to meeting their patient needs and delivering patient care and uh, monitoring what I call the, the misallocation of the workforce. And so when I graduated pharmacy school, there was a national shortage of pharmacists. And really the race was to see how retail pharmacies could onboard new graduating pharmacists and fill the roles within retail pharmacy. The reaction to the national shortage was twofold. One, uh, there were more pharmacy schools built, and at the same time, we were expanding the graduating class of each of those pharmacy schools. So for example, when I graduated from the University of Florida, we had a graduating class of 90, and there were three pharmacy schools within the state. You know, fast forward 15, 20 years, we now have seven pharmacy schools in the state, and the University of Florida is graduating almost 250 new PharmDs a year. So we had this big explosion of new pharmacists entering the job market. At the same time, the number one um, employer of new pharmacists, retail pharmacies, were investing a great deal of energy in automation and in central fill, and it was providing a downward compression on the workforce. We had more pharmacists with fewer jobs. We hit an inflection point about two years ago that was creating a surplus. So we went from a national shortage in a short amount of time to surplus. So the vision here was how do we leverage these really talented, highly trained pharmacists? And instead of trying to put them in retail settings or in mail order or central fill sites, how do we put them where they're needed most? And that is directly connected to patients to optimize drug therapy identify medication therapy problems, and really have pharmacists be part of the solution. And so Aspen was built with that real end game in mind. 
about realigning the workforce and putting them where we're needed most, and that's connecting to patients and optimizing medication therapy. So I think people are going to be really kind of shocked to hear the technology that you've built and what pharmacies and the news that we're going to be, you know, essentially announcing today on this podcast. Um, I think they're going to be shocked to kind of hear that this is even um, a possibility for them to even engage in. Uh, can you tell us how long um, Aspen has been on the market, though? Because I, because I know it's going to be kind of a shock to them. They're going to wonder, like, wait, how long has this been here? Um, and then, uh, you know, what, what, have, uh, what are some success stories maybe that pharmacists have seen since it's been on the market? Sure. Uh, so we started Aspen RX Health about two years ago, and we spent the first year really building the technology solution out. And we did this in collaboration with pharmacists and ultimately with payers. So these are health plans that will cr create the patient demand for our pharmacists. We then, after the technology was built and launched, we spent a, a very deliberate amount of time, uh, almost nine months, really pressure testing the technology and the market acceptance of it. So we wanted to make sure that it was a tool that pharmacists could use. Um, they could onboard themselves into our community of pharmacists. They could access the technology and that was very intuitive. And then ultimately we could connect them to patients, allow them to provide patient care services via telephone call, document that in an app, and then we would pay that pharmacist in near real time for their work. So after we did all of that testing, we proved the concepts, um, you know, we were able to harden the technology, so to speak. We launched in earnest uh, earlier this year in 2020. So in January 2020, we uh, implemented uh, a, a couple of health plan contracts. We recruited about a thousand pharmacists to our community, and we were delivering patient care services in the markets of Florida and Texas. Because of the success we had there, we were able to bring in additional health plans that increased the demand for these services for pharmacists. And so that allowed us to further expand our footprint. And we went from two states to 14 states within the first half of 2020. And we have a total of about 4,000 pharmacists who uh, come joined our community, created accounts, um, and uh, started to provide services at different levels. And because this is more of a gig economy, Pharmacists come in and they work when they want. Uh, we allow them to connect with patients between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. local time to the patient. But it's really up to the pharmacist how much time they have to commit um, to provide these services and ultimately monetize their additional capacity. Um, so at this point in time, we have about 1,000 pharmacists that are active. Um, but by this time next year, our plan is to have almost 4,000 active pharmacists providing services across 50 states. And these services are not only medication therapy management type services, but a myriad of clinical opportunities that we would present to the pharmacist. So we've gone uh, within a short amount of time from two states to all 50. Um, our plan is to go from 1,000 to 4,000. And so we're starting a national recruiting effort uh, right here, October 1st of 2020 where we will start to recruit pharmacists who speak different languages, have different clinical skill sets uh, all across the country to join the community, start monetizing their time and provide direct patient care services through our app uh, on behalf of our health plan customers. Now, I'm sure most community pharmacies that are tuning in uh, have some familiarity with uh, MTM services uh, through 
platforms like Marixa and Outcomes or, or, you know, some of the other services that might be out there. So what makes AspenRx Health solution different from the other MTM vendors? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's kind of uh, the, the secret story, if you will, behind the name Aspen. Um, so Aspen trees grow in colonies. They share common root systems and they need direct sunlight in order to grow. So they can't grow under the canopies of other trees. And so that's why we've named the company Aspen RX Health, and it's the core of what we've built. So it's different about what we do versus an Outcomes MTM or a Marixa or virtually any other platform that has existed in the medication therapy management world is uh, our pharmacists work directly with patients uh, on behalf of that pharmacist. So we don't go through an employer. This is not a B2B relationship, a business-to-business relationship. This is Aspen working with pharmacists and pharmacists working with patients, and we pay them directly for their time. So the technology that we built is kind of that common root structure that Aspen trees share when they build their colonies. And so our app connects our community of pharmacists directly to the patients. And then removing that canopy of trees, in this case, it would be their employers and exposing the pharmacists directly to patients uh, is the role that we play. And it allows the pharmacists to flourish. Uh, they themselves become the independent contractor, and they are providing direct patient care services when they want to the patients they want, uh, which is different than anything that's existed today. And most of the retail models that exist, you're doing it on behalf of your employer, and you're only uh, contacting those patients that your employer has put onto your screen within the pharmacy, which is that we flip the, the entire model and we put the pharmacist in control of the process. So this sounds like it's kind of like Uber meets MTM, right? Yeah, we actually, uh, we refer to it as Uber meets match.com meets patient care services. And the nuance in that is um, we are Uber in the sense that we are crowdsourcing pharmacists. And so any pharmacist who wants to provide the service can. And so there's an onboarding process they go through. We verify licensure, clinical credentials. So we make sure that you can do this work no different than Uber might do to verify that your car meets the standard for the service that the driver wants to provide. But where the match.com and patient services comes in is we wanted to go beyond just kind of the next pharmacist in line talking to the next patient. We wanted that pharmacist to be in control of who they talk to. So when a pharmacist joins our community, we create a profile on the pharmacist. We understand where they live, what languages they speak. Uh, any unique ethnicities they have. And we also take into account their clinical skills and where they enjoy practicing in most. So we ask the pharmacist, what areas do you like to meet patients in? Is it diabetes? Is it mental health, um, bone disorders? And we create a profile on that pharmacist. We do the same thing with each individual patient. We understand where they live, what language they prefer to speak in, and what clinical needs they have. And so we present this information in the app to the pharmacist in the form of a match score. And so that's where the match.com piece comes in. And then ultimately, we like to make sure that we are emphasizing that this is not just an MTM play. It's where we started, and we started there with some real purpose. But our goal in building Aspen was not to be an MTM company, but to be a pharmacist services company. And so we will continue to expand the clinical pipeline, uh, the spectrum of services that the pharmacist will provide. And so next on the docket for us will be medication reconciliation to manage care transitions. And then ultimately, we will get into targeted populations. So it could be around specialty pharmacy needs 
or diabetes patients or any kind of high value segment where the pharmacist can add value to the patient care. Uh, that is the role that the pharmacist will play in that continuum for the patient. It sounds like an amazing opportunity for a pharmacist to kind of uh, fall into the niche that they really feel comfortable with because, you know, I think pharmacists across the board can kind of relate to, you know, when they're going through pharmacy school and even when they're out in practice, uh, there's certain disease states and certain things that they feel um, most confident in and, and they want to kind of go that extra step in uh, in terms of providing patient care. So it sounds like it's uh, there's an ability for them to kind of fall into that um, on the platform, which sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Just like any other um, clinical practitioner, you know, the idea of specialist is something that resonates. And so there will be some pharmacists who enjoy being generalists and would like to do comprehensive medication reviews or general medication reconciliation post-discharge. But we know there's a growing body of pharmacists that are becoming highly specialized in their areas. Could be HIV, could be oncology. And so we want to continue to unlock opportunities and expose direct patient care to those pharmacists. And so the infrastructure of the technology was built with that vision in mind. So the huge milestone that you recently announced was uh, Aspen RX Health Services going nationwide. Um, why is that? Why is this announcement so significant? Um, I, I think by and large, it's, uh, it's kind of a line in the sand that the model works. Um, health plans are interested and essentially what we've created is a two-sided marketplace with the supply side being pharmacists, but the demand side driven by patients, but ultimately the funnel being filled by health plans. And it's no different than the broader healthcare uh, environment that we're in where the consumer and the customer are two different entities. So our customers are health plans with the consumer being patients. And so the validation that our health plan customers see the value of pharmacists really like the way that we present these opportunities directly to them is driving demands. And therefore it's putting pressure on us to go build our supply. And as we do it, you know, going back to the matching algorithms, we're trying to do it very intelligently where we're also solving for the uniqueness of patient um, languages, patient ethnicities, as well as the clinical needs of some of these unique patient sets. So it's hard to imagine that, you know, this is not an ideal opportunity for almost any pharmacist. And uh, because of that, I would assume that you're probably going to get uh, inundated with pharmacists trying to join the community. So how do you manage growing the community while kind of ensuring you're also bringing in like that top talent um, to, to be on the platform? Yeah, it's um, humbling to see the inbound interest and the feedback we hear from pharmacists about how excited they are and what we're building uh, so quality is paramount to what we do. You know, internally, I talk with our team all the time that our success will be on the shoulders of the quality of our pharmacists. And so part of the technology build that we did was to really account for um, systematically driving quality within the network, both in how the interface documents the consult, um, but also in some of the backend tools that we use to monitor quality assurance and drive continuous quality improvement into the process that, that we're building. Um, but we also do it in how we recruit and then um, provide rapid feedback to our pharmacists. So I mentioned that we've built some automated systems to verify licensure. We look for um, board credentials, uh, CE concentrations, but there's also a fairly robust uh, training process with onboarding. And then after the consults begin uh, to be provided directly to patients, 
every consult is recorded and we run algorithms to understand what what consults we want to listen to the recording. Uh, we have scoring rubrics that we use and are, they're really focused on rapid feedback to the pharmacist, coaching, um, driving motivational interviewing skills. And from that point forward, we allow the cream to rise. Another thing that we do that is a bit unique is we ask every patient after the consult to rate their experience with their pharmacist. So no different than what you might do with your Uber driver. Every pharmacist is at, every patient is asked, rate your pharmacist on a one to five star scale. And so every one of our pharmacists maintains a star rating. Uh, one thing I'm proud of is to date across the board in aggregate, our pharmacists receive 4.8 stars out of five um, on their patient experience. And then we also ask that patient if the health plan ever needed to contact them again about a medication issue, would they like to hear from the same pharmacist? And so we use that as a loyalty scoring uh, on behalf of the patient. And about 85% of the time, the patients say that if the health plan ever needed to contact them again, they would enjoy having the same pharmacist reach out to them. Uh, so that we hold in very high regard and we use that directionally to know uh, from a patient experience perspective, are we hitting the quality marks that our customers expect? So I think that's also uh, where there's some uh, driven kind of uh, contrast to something like Uber, where it sounds like the pharmacist can actually build relationships almost with some of their patients if you know there's there's uh, repeat uh, contacts needed. Yes, ultimately, our goal would be over time that we would have pharmacists that have their own panel of patients. And instead of, um, you know, working through our opportunities of new patient consults, they potentially could be managing and maintaining a core base of patients that they've established relationships with. So that, too, is a, a longer term vision for the practice that we're establishing uh, and creating through the technology. And uh, one last thing, too, that I'm not sure if we touched on. If I'm, if, if it, if I'm hearing this correctly, it sounds like pharmacists can do this from the comfort of their own home. Or do they have to go somewhere to actually like perform these services? Uh, that is correct. They can do this from the comfort of their own home. Um, and you know, today's world, uh, you know, with shelter in place and um, social distancing, this was a concept that we launched a year ago. Um, but it's really proving to be valuable in the environment that we find ourselves today. Uh, over time, we may start to begin introducing the idea of in-home visits or managing care transitions. Uh, where appropriate. But at this time, it is uh, a pharmacist working from the safety and privacy of a home office. And again, doing this on their own time. It's amazing. Uh, what else do listeners need to know about Aspen RX Health? Uh, well, I think you covered quite a bit of ground in your questions. Um, you know, for us, we're very excited about what we're building. Um, the idea that we're growing to a national footprint we are looking for very diverse pharmacists, uh, again, who speak different languages, bring unique clinical skill sets, uh, is something that makes us just very, very excited about. Um, and, you know, I think this is a very different dynamic for an average pharmacist. And so, again, reflecting on my own professional career and those of my colleagues, you know, we were trained essentially to take orders. So you uh, sit behind a counter, you wait for a prescription to come to you you fill the prescription, and then we are activated as clinicians. And in this particular model, and in really kind of flipping the script, so to speak, and having pharmacists become clinicians, become independent contractors, you know, this has to light 
uh, uh, entrepreneurial fire in a pharmacist's belly for them to recognize that this is them asking for business. This is a pharmacist calling a patient and describing to the patient why their services are important. So for those pharmacists that are interested in joining the community and really want to drive the most value they possibly can with their time, they need to start to flip their mindset to understand that they're entrepreneurs. You know, they are going to be, quote, a small business owner, and nobody can be a bigger cheerleader and champion than the business owner themselves. And so they really need to start focusing on building those skill sets, refining those, even practicing and role playing with, you know, trusted friends. But to flip that script of being somebody who used to be an order taker to somebody who's out driving your own personal business, I think is an important skill for pharmacists to start to think about. All right. So I'm a pharmacist and I've decided that I really want to uh, be a part of this community. Uh, I want to start providing some of these clinical services through Aspen RX Health. Um, how do I do that? What do I do and what, what does the onboarding look like? Well, Richard, first, I've known you for a long time. Uh, you are purpose-built for what we do, so we'd love to have you. Um, but for uh, all other pharmacists that are interested, uh, we would also like for you to consider working with us. Uh, the first step would be you can visit our corporate website at www.aspenrxhealth.com, and there's much more information and a link to begin your onboarding process or you can go direct to community.aspenrxhealth.com and create an account. And that's where it starts. You tell us a little about yourself. Um, you create an account. You, um, you know, put in what states you're licensed in. You tell us some information about yourself as far as languages, ethnicities. And then we have a short survey. And this survey is really designed to start to understand the types of pharmacists that are looking to engage. We ask questions about being introvert or extrovert. Um, whether you have entrepreneurial tendencies, um, your clinical background. And we just like to get to know pharmacists you know, at a high level through this survey. Once you're accepted through the process, uh, we do have an onboarding process. Uh, there's a series of training modules, um, some attestations. You have to claim your pharmacy profile so that we can pull your license. Um, so a series of administrative steps, as I would describe them. And then ultimately, um, you would be get granted access to our app. Uh, you would download the app from the Apple Store. And after you download the app, you'll be granted uh, a practice status where you could go in and begin practicing documenting patient consults. Once you've completed all of those steps, you would then uh, select yourself to be ready to go. You would enter into the Aspen community, and you could begin providing patient care that way. So it's completely automated. It's self-serve. You work at your own pace. Um, you know, I will say that we do monitor the pace of people going through the process. And if uh, you start to slow down or stall out, if you will, we may allow additional pharmacists in who have a bit more urgency in the process. Um, but you work at your own pace. You self-select in and um, we have a customer support, a support desk that can help along the way if needed. Great. And I'm going to put the links uh, for anyone that's interested in uh, joining the community. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes uh, for anyone to refer back to later on. Um, all right, David. So we have a, a bonus question uh, that we like to wrap up our interviews with here. And uh, the question is, if you had to take one person out to dinner, and there's a couple of rules here for your answer, who, who would that person be and why? But the rules are the person has to be alive and famous, which means they have to have like a Wikipedia page and uh, and it cannot be any of the current or past presidents. Who would that person be and why? 
quick answer for me, and it would be Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, just absolutely fascinated by his approach to um, looking at challenges and um, you know historical events and looking at them from all different perspectives and just his critical thinking skills. The fact he's an author, I think he would make for some really fascinating uh, dinner conversation. And next to you, he's probably the next podcast that I subscribe to on a regular basis. Um, so Malcolm Gladwell, absolutely all day, every day would be my choice. I feel like I, I could have predicted that answer because I, I know that you've been a, you've been a fan of his. So anyway, uh, David, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, one thing that I do want to um, make sure that's on the record, I've told you this many of times uh, in person, but uh, I am uh, very grateful for the opportunities that you've presented me because you are the um, original founder of VUCA Health and now the chairman of the board, obviously, and um, the opportunities that you provided for me to um, really uh, make an impact on pharmacy has been amazing, and I really do appreciate it. Um, and I wanted to make sure that that was out in the world uh, because I think... Um, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And um, thank you so much for your time and, and your impact on healthcare and in pharmacy, because even though you may not know it, you're, you've changed a lot through um, not only your own actions, but through kind of inspiring me to um, inspire others to do that as well. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm humbled by that, uh, Richard, and truly privileged to be a part of this. So thank you. really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Again, I'm going to leave all of the uh, links that David had mentioned in the show notes if you're interested in uh, joining the Aspen RX Health community um, and starting to perform some of those clinical services. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. Connect with me on any of your favorite social media platforms. I would really like to hear some feedback on the episode. Really interested to hear uh, if anyone's going to be joining the community and let me know what your experiences have been like. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Pharmacy.